All right, ladies and gentlemen, Card Nation, welcome to episode 18 of the Third Banner Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 143 days until the Louisville Cardinals beat Kentucky in football. So welcome to another episode, and let's go look at Ross. Come on, guys. Ross doesn't I can't even. I can't is, even. That, is that Ross or Jeff Brom? I can't tell. I can't. Uh, gentlemen, I, <laughs> it's thought we doing, uh, I thought we were doing the episode No Shirts. Uh, no nah, shirts. I didn't get the memo. Uh, yeah. We break TOS if we're taking shirts off. Yeah, I don't think. Like, I don't. I don't want to like you know. I don't want to start an OnlyFans on the third banner pod. See, Ross, you already broke your camera, brother. You need to put the shirt back on. The shirt, bro. The shirtless. The shirtlessness just broke your camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we are going to get into the Top Gun Louisville video. It 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 was not what I was expecting. We will get into that a little bit later as people file in to the. Uh, you know, comment in the comments section. We appreciate anybody that's tuning in with us tonight. I think we're going to start off, though, since there's a little bit less to talk about with basketball right now. I figure we can just kind of open with that, and then by the time people file in, we'll we'll kind of break down a little of a football schedule later, the teams on it, what we think about them, strengths, weaknesses compared to those teams, and how we see us finishing out. So before we do all that, uh, Louisville basketball – well, first off, uh, looks like Captain Hampton's in here, Couch House. Uh, good to see you guys in here. Uh, that, that being said, we'll lead off with some of the basketball stuff. Sky Clark posted a video on his Twitter, and I'm not a very big – what's up, Connor? I'm not a very big foot basketball highlights guy. I feel like there's usually not a lot of defense. You usually can't tell a whole lot from highlights. A lot of times it's just people making shots, and that's it. I did. I don't know if you guys got the same impression I did, if you guys have been able to watch much of it. I actually was pretty impressed with Sky's highlights. If, if you don't remember, Sky Clark actually tore his ACL two years ago. Uh, and, you know, the explosiveness, it looks to me like he hasn't missed a beat. It looks to me like he's made a full recovery. And I also think the defense that was played on was pretty solid, all things considered. Uh, so, Let's see. Let me see if we can pull that up real quick. For anybody that hasn't seen the Sky Clark stuff, um, so if we can get our overlays looking good there. And y'all tell me what y'all think as y'all watch. Where's the sound? No sound. I took the sound off. It's probably going to be too much, but. It'd be over um, us talking. I will say he looks explosive. Um, which yeah. is which is awesome to see. Um, it looks like he's finally kind of making it all the way back. Looks like he has his explosiveness back, and he's he's showing off his jump shot a little bit, getting to the hole. I I, I um I'm I'm really excited for Sky. I'm really excited for Sky. Uh, I think for the lead guard position, I think we we hit a home run here. Um, I just hope that we'll have enough to to back him up and spell him whenever he needs rest because. I expect he's going to play a lot of minutes early on, especially. Uh, but like I said, it's great to see the explosiveness back and and, and the, the handling. I, I'm 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 excited for Sky. And shout out to 35 KY Sports for uh, the video. Don't want to take their video cred away. Um, Correct. But yeah, I was impressed as well, Ty. The explosiveness just really, and it's something where like Sky last year for Illinois. It was hard to really gouge. He didn't 
you know, he, he left the team in the middle of the season. He was starting to get his footing, and he was coming back from that injury and, and learning the college game at the same time. So I didn't see a whole lot of this. And so I was I, I was impressed. I don't know about you, Ross. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm kind of with you. Uh, you you got to take a lot of, you know, off-season videos with kind of a grain of salt. Um, you know, night even goes for things you hear out of practice, um, you know, as we – I mean, you know, we were we heard a lot of stuff last year um, coming into this, you know, out of the summer, and you know, unfortunately, that didn't show results. So, but this uh, this is encouraging to say the least. Um, you know, I I actually like how he's 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 getting by people, but he's also showed multiple times like he's able to stop and plant on that knee. Yeah. So, um, I'm. I, he looks healthy. He looks healthy when I saw him a few weeks ago. I mean, he was he was actually horsing around at one point, and he looked like he could easily dunk. I mean, easily. So um, I think he's pretty explosive. I think he's feeling pretty good. Um, I think he's I, I think he's going to be ready. And he looks in good shape too. I, I think. Yeah. I think we saw whatever it was announced that sky was actually coming and committing. I think we kind of saw some, some tape on him and he looked a little out of shape, but that was kind of to be expected coming back from the injury and everything. It looks like he's in good shape right now. Um, and that shows with how quickly he gets to the bucket and, and able to finish. So I, I, like I said, it's exciting to see this and encouraging really for, um, for sky. Yeah. Well, and I'll say what would be more exciting would be if we could pair him and have him uh, rest some for Tyler Tyler Johnson, uh, but we still have not heard anything about Tyler Johnson. So I'm getting a little nervous. I was anyway to begin with when the rumors started coming out that, hey, you know, this guy might not qualify. You know, he might not pass admissions eligibility requirements. And then I thought, well, okay, I'll keep an eye on it. But, you know, <laughs> then we started hearing, oh, he'll, he'll be here soon. Then it was, well, no, you know what? No, it's not soon. It's actually going to be later in the summer. And here we are later in the summer, and we still don't have a really good idea of what's going on there. I know, I believe the next session starts on July the 7th is what I've been seeing uh, as far as classes at Louisville. And there's an expectation that, hey, you know, we really need to see Tyler Johnson enrolled in some of those classes by then. And I'm kind of of that same light because you start getting in the fall and he's still not enrolled. And now you're getting close to basketball season. I don't, I don't know. You know, obviously that's that's the last chance you get is the fall semester. So I don't know. What do you guys? Am I? Am I? Do you guys think I'm just a little overreacting by being a little nervous about it, or are you guys a little bit on the same page? No, I think we need to. I think we'd all like to see it a little more squared away by this point in the year. Um, anytime you start seeing a guy take into you know you're into July and you still don't know about somebody's eligibility, there's going to be starting to get a little bit of nerves, uh, you know, going on. So that's, that's something that I think we're all a little bit nervous about it. And I, and I, he is somebody that's pretty integral to our team. Uh, I, I think that it's going to work out. He's going to be our version of Eric Bledsoe, you know, with uh, how he took algebra three there at the last. <laughs> <I hope>. So <laughs> I think yeah, it's going to work out, but it'll be right at the last minute. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Well, I hope you're right. We usually yeah, don't get that lucky. I'm I'm kind of there with Ash. Like I, I really don't think I. You know, 
I think there were signs, you know, that where maybe we could point and say like, well, maybe they're getting a little worried they be in the staff, you know, uh, you know, with going and recruiting people. But I always kind of fell back in the line of, well, like somebody when like Danilo or somebody when they came, like was already expected, like there was a chance he could be walking on, you know? So like, I don't, I, I don't really, I don't look into that too much. I, Obviously, the longer it goes, the more likely it is that he's not going to qualify. So, um, right. you know, just based on the laws of probability of how that goes usually. But um, we were talking about it yesterday at, for, at a friend's Fourth of July party talking in the garage. You know, it's like he makes such a huge difference to this to this roster Absolutely. and uh, the makeup of the roster. You know, it's it's like we haven't even seen him play, you know, we don't even know what he's going to look like when he gets here. We, we don't, we really don't know anything except, you know, like a, a, any sort of tape that's already out there from a high school level. And, um, but he's just so important to, you know, being another actual true ball handler on the team. It's, it's, if you get him, I'm, my confidence is a lot higher with him here. And it has – I think he is a good player, and I think he's going to be a really good player. But I don't know if that's going to happen all at once this year. But if he's if he's here, I mean, you just – he just makes a big difference on the roster when you're looking at the breakdown of the roster. Absolutely. You know? So. I think – I do think there's at least – and this is just, again, my opinion. I don't, I don't have any inside info here. But in my opinion – I think the staff has shown a little bit of worry when it comes to Tyler because there's been news that we've reached out to some guys after. Um, I don't know how serious the Javon Quinterly stuff is. I know he's on a visit to Memphis today. Um, but in my opinion, you're not reaching out to other guys when all the scholarships are already given out if you're not at least somewhat worried or trying to have at least a backup plan, which is a good thing in my opinion. If you're if the staff's trying to have a backup plan for this and and, and they're reaching out to guys, but I think there's definitely at least some sort of worry there. Um, and I, you know, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Jody Dimling reported or tweeted out reported that uh, Tyler was on campus and then went back and uh, changed that that he wasn't. We got to figure we got to figure it out. We got to we have to. We have to go somewhere with this, so we need to, we need an answer sooner than later. Yeah, he said he's still expected, but but that yeah, he did edit that article from my understanding. So Jody, if that's not true, then then we stand corrected. But we're pretty confident that that that's true, so we're going with it. And, uh, and we so that being be said, hopefully it is just a matter of uh, eligibility taking a little while, and then hopefully he gets here. Sorry, what are you saying, Ash? No, I was just gonna say we'd all be pissed off if the coaching staff wasn't trying to cover their bases too. Mm -hmm. so, right. No, if, no, and I don't mind that part. They were just, you know, out to lunch. We'd all be ridiculing them to death. So no, no, I'm with you there. I think the concern that the coaches are doing that isn't that the coaches are doing that as much as that they have. They feel like they have to do that. So yeah. there could be an issue there. Uh, but no, no, and I've mentioned that in the past too. I think in the Discord where I said, you know, at least they're doing that. You know, I'm not upset with that. So. I just hope he, you know, we just need that spot filled by somebody that can at least provide some some rest for people and not be a complete drop off. Doesn't have to be a star. I mean, yeah, we prefer it would be a we prefer two guards that were instant impact natural guards, but you know we're not getting that. So at this point, Tyler Johnson's the next best thing, and I mean we're all just hoping that it works out. But 
you know, we're, we've been ex- waiting on updates, waiting on a date, still haven't gotten it. So it's just a waiting game. Hopefully everything works out. Uh, but uh, that I see Connor, Connor here in the chat is asking, is Kenny playing golf? I think, Ross, that's a question directed at you since you're Kenny's uh, new best friend now, correct? I mean, <laughs> I, I hope so. I mean, I hope he's enjoying the dog days of summer a little bit, you know. Play, playing some golf. To, that's the hit, time to do it, man. It's Hitting you know, the links. Got to go out there and shank it a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. dark so. he's playing right now unless he's uh, on uh, Pacific time, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't really care about that, honestly, right? I I never really did, to be completely honest. But, um, yeah, I mean, hey, if he's playing golf, awesome. I hope he. I want him. I want him to be. I just want Kenny to to uh, be ready to. I want Kenny and this team to be ready to go. And I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be telling you the vibe around the around that that place was different. You could feel it. Well, there's a, definitely a vibe going on with the Louisville Top Gun football video to transition into that. Uh, so just just a heads up, Ash has not seen the Top Gun video yet, so this is a live reaction for him. The rest of us have seen the Top Gun video. Uh, I will say before we start that I, I for sure thought when I saw Top Gun as a theme and players were like, hey, stay tuned, it's coming out tomorrow. I thought it was going to be the Danger Zone theme song. I thought it was going to be like air raid type stuff, real intense, motivational, pump you up type of stuff. Let's just say, with, with you know, we're going to watch it and we're going to react to it. But uh, that's I not, guess it's not that. That's not what it was. So let's let's take a look. We got pulled up here. Hanging up the boys. Oh yeah, the best, best part. The best parts right there. Right there. That's the best part. That, that strikes fear in all UK fan parts right there. Look, just slinging it still. Look at that. Plumber and July looking good. Our boy Brian Hudson there. I don't think we need to see this anymore. (laughs) No, it gets better, I promise. Oh, yeah. I love it. That person on the parachute's like, what is that? Look at all those dad bonds. (laughs) This is terrible. (laughs) What the hell were they thinking? That stutters. <laughs> I want to know whose idea it was. How do you pitch this? That's what I want to know. He's out here playing some ball. Why are we doing this? We're creating a team, Brady. Here's our team. I ain't worried about it. That's terrible. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it's having a start right here. <laughs> I didn't think, just when I didn't think it could get worse, it did. It's. <laughs> It, it, it is a big cringe, but I'm glad they're having fun. You know, I don't know whose idea it was. It's, yeah. it's very, it wasn't what I was expecting when I'm laying in bed next to my wife and watching shirtless men run around. That okay, wasn't I wanna, what I thought. I want to say something real up. quick. I want to say a few points here. Um, this right here is peak male performance. Um, <laughs> yes. 
this is peak male performance right here. And uh, I had to do a little bit of research. I had some Discord guys look into this. Trent Jesse, uh, for those in Discord, no Trent. Um, worst NBA takes, but uh, expert offensive line uh, scouting. He said this is Travis Taylor. So Travis Taylor, uh, offensive lineman here at Louisville, this is peak male performance. Just want to go ahead and get that out of the way. That's awesome. Uh, I want somebody. Uh, I want one of y'all to bring up Doc's comment about the paraglider guy. Hopefully, a hint at the return of him that dropping. That poor him. paraglider guy saw so much jiggling going no, on. The while he was looking down. Are you talking about where he says someone says Louis flying in? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. would be so dope. God, it would be so awesome. Hey, Blue what? Shoe sponsor. <laughs> I will I say this: strong. Turtles Jeff Brom is not what I expected to open when I was like, "Oh yeah, Louisville football releases Top Gun videos, probably air raids, probably got the running through the danger zone." I thought it was going to be that song, and I was like, "Okay, I want to see what they've got." And then this started, and I just I wasn't ready for it laying in bed there. I think yeah, my wife got terrible. a little jealous of Shirtless Brom being on my phone. You know, I was giving it a little bit. Because it's one of those things you can't look away from. Like, let me give you an example. Like, imagine if we could get shirtless Jeff Brom on this pod. And right before the pod, we were like, we got a special guest, head Louisville football coach Jeff Brom, and he's shirtless. A lot of people would say they did not want to see shirtless Jeff Brom, but you know damn well they would click on it and they would watch because they'd be like, there's no way they got Jeff Brom on there without a shirt on. The rumor is, and I, I don't know if you all could confirm this, but the rumor is uh, the outfit that Jeff's wearing there shirtless. That's how actually how he's going to go out for the Georgia Tech game. The hell yeah! Uh, when he when he goes on the field, that's actually how he's going to look uh, without a shirt. That's the rumor. Uh, <coughs> go back to the paraglider again. Doc said, "Look at his shoes." Look at his shoes. Doc has been studying this paraglider. That must be hey, the only thing Doc, he knows. Doc, brother, how many times have you watched this video that you're looking at the dude's <laughs> shoes? Doc, do we need to talk about this for a second? Yeah. Hey. I think we need to go back to look at that mail sponsored by Chew. I don't know where, where is Doc, the paraglider. Doc, what, the... what second is the uh, right para, parasailing on? You've got it down. How can it. you tell? Doc. They're saying he's got big shoes on like the Cardinal. Hey, Doc's seen this 67 times, man. Well, he's, he, he's, he's, he's let it, let studied it, play it longer through and hard. See if he gets a little closer. I can't uh, see. I mean, nothing. they look like yellow legs on that. I think he's just saying that. <laughs> I think he's guessing. Could it actually be? Is it really Louie? We that wouldn't would know. So, that'd be such a, uh, an Easter egg for a, a, july 3rd tweet was it july 3rd they put that out monday i believe so yeah where's God, brian brom and be... all this yeah that's that what would... i was wondering he's too. gonna let his brother show him up without a shirt on you know what's funny though what and kind of sad at the same time though is jeff looking like he did in that video he could have probably just rolled out to our team last year and played starting quarterback right away well <laughs> yeah all he had to do is to hit stretch left handoffs well, even if we were throwing the ball, though. <laughs> we had two plays, stretch left, throw a bomb. Yeah. Hey, y'all give Shats Creek a uh, – give it a break, okay? He got a big time – we got a big time – he got a big time recruit today up in UC today. They got a three-star kid that had offers from uh, – Like Akron. Uh, 
Akron and Toledo and Georgia <laughs> Southern. He's going and, to Mac. Connor yeah. at Austin P was probably checking him out. Hey, now, um, I don't want to get him. I don't want to interrupt, deal. but uh, um, Cardstrong in the Discord posted that uh, on on um, uh, Rivals they they made a message that said that uh, the number seventeen overall uh, recruit in the twenty twenty five class has scheduled a visit in a couple of weeks. So uh, that's, credit that's Ty, credit Ty Spalding. This is breaking yeah. news yeah. from Ty Spalding. Yeah. Caleb it, Caleb Cunningham, the number yeah. 17 overall player in the 2025 class will be visiting Louisville July 28th. Okay. According you to know, Ty Spalding. Jody's, Jody's got at least two articles chalked up already. <laughs> Jody had I thought had a had uh, had first rights to those guys that are <laughs> one year out. At least so. two years out. He doesn't have his driver's license yet, but he's got the ones that kill me, whether it's Jody. I'm not I'm not gonna sing out Jody, but anybody that's like 2027 recruit. I've seen a couple of those. Like 2027, bro. I'll be, I'll be old. <laughs> like I'm already getting old. 2027. It's like those yeah. job interviews where, like, what are you going to do? Where do you see yourself in five years? It's like, dude, I have never landed where I thought I was five years. Right. Like, every single time I've said that, I mean, five years ago, I didn't think I'd be smoking meats and, and pointing out trees while I drink coffee. <laughs> I mean, I'm like an old man now. But uh, same thing with these recruits. It's like, okay, we're recruiting a guy three or four years out. Like, okay. <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do with that information? Macro, if you want to see more videos like close. that, I don't know what to say. Kyle Spire, professional meat smoker. Yep, didn't think that would work well, but neither did I think that I'd be watching shirtless Jeff Brom videos. So it kind of goes hand in hand, right? Oh man! Oh goodness! Hey, the the meats look good uh, this weekend, though. I'll, I'll give you that, man. Yeah, it did look good. good. I was grueling. That, 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 those ribs were the best ones I've ever had in my life. Or I'm gonna smoke it. me a tri tip this weekend. I said I was gonna do it last weekend. I didn't get to it, so. But I, I went and bought it today. I'm gonna do it probably Saturday. Have you ever taken Saturday. a bite of something that was so good first bite, damn near made you cry? Because that happened. <laughs> that happened. Yeah. I never had that happen. It was like I a near death experience. I saw the light. I had a life review. Let I figured me out all the ways I've been wrong in life. Birthday. I mean, I'm on a new path, a new direction in life thanks to those ribs. But anyway, I don't want to get too far off topic. <laughs> it's not. Man. I, I, feel, I know what you're talking about, man. 19. You know. Her name was oh what? It looks like my mic went out there. Sorry. What are we doing? Sorry, you missed it, guys. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know what's happened the last three minutes. So Larry <laughs> Bell says, "Elza, Jeff Brom is tougher than hell, peeps. He will have a squad ready." Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Larry. I, uh, what's I up, Uncle Larry? Are, Good to see you, man. I think we're gonna go out there. The first three games, we're just going to absolutely dominate. Um, you know, I just going back, even when we had Brad Powers on, you know, what, six weeks ago, however long ago that was. I mean, he, you know, he said the line was at like seven or eight. He'd have it there right now. And he said he'd probably expect it to move up to 10. I'm not going to be surprised, you know. Um, Brad had given us the – be okay to, you know, maybe bring him back on before the start of the season. So we might take him up on that. Um, would really like to, but I won't, I wouldn't be surprised to hear that, that, that spreads move to like 11 or 12 by the time we possibly get him on. I, I think, I, I think there's just no way. There's just no way that Brahms team isn't going to be ready that, that week one, it's the first, his first game ever coaching U of L head coaching 
dude, he ain't going to come out here and have his dudes lay an egg. It is not going to happen. It's it's going to be balls to the wall. We are going to run roughshod and just put points on the board. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. So that gets us kind of – that's a smooth transition. And we were going to talk about the schedule, and I think that's going to take up a large chunk of this, the rest of this pod, if not all of it. We were going to break down all these teams uh, on the schedule one by one, just kind of what we're thinking, what we're expecting, based on what they return, what could be different. So uh, can we pull up the schedule? Do we have that available? We do. In all just right. a moment, I'll have that. Up so we it. can go ahead and start with Georgia Tech since Ross brought them up, and they are our first game. That one actually makes me really nervous. And maybe I, I said it last week, maybe I have some Satterfield first game PTSD going on. But I do get a little bit nervous about Georgia Tech because they're a wild card and it's two new head coaches. So with Georgia Tech, they went four and four under Brent Key last year when he took over. And they were, I mean, they were not that four and four is great. Like you hear four and four and you're like, well, that sounds like Scott Satterfield until you realize they were terrible before that. So he clearly had a significant improvement inheriting that team in the middle of the season. Um they have a Texas A&M quarterback, Hayes King, coming in. I don't know a whole lot about him. And they're looking to shore up the defense. That's the big thing that I see with Georgia Tech. So I worry just a little bit just because it's just two new head coaches. And you just never know about that first game. I, I'm with you, Ross. We could absolutely like the scoreboard up, and I'm certainly hoping that happens. Um, and Jeff Brom certainly has gotten his team up for big games uh, opening games in the past. I just hope that Georgia Tech is viewed in the same way as those big teams because one, if, if there is one criticism of Jeff Brom teams, it's that they don't always get up for the smaller games, the smaller teams that aren't as well known or aren't where the expectations aren't there. And then he'll have so, he'll go out and lose a team like Northwestern in a down year and then turn around and beat Ohio State the next week. I mean, it was crazy. So, and I mean, I'm going to pull up those stats here in a little bit. Somebody actually in Discord this morning pulled the stats of, of Jeff Brom when he's the favorite versus Jeff Brom when he's the underdog. And it was, it was shocking, the uh, difference in records. But uh, so that Georgia Tech game does make me a little nervous. That's the most nervous one I see on the schedule, to be honest. Well, and when we talk about Georgia Tech, there's um, a, perhaps another added headline that people kind of forget. Travion Cooley, uh, one of our – Stud running backs from the last few years transferred into Georgia Tech. Um, I'm with I'm with you guys. Georgia Tech is is worrisome. We've seen how the last few years have gone with the with the opening game. Um, I will say because Georgia Tech is going through a little more of a rebuild at this point, I do expect at least a ten point victory. That's kind of what I'm expecting. Um. But it, it's a tough one. It's going to be tough. It's in Atlanta. Um, there should be that. I think Georgia Tech should have a lot of fans there. I hope we travel well for that one as well. I know some some friends of mine are going to be going down to Atlanta for that one. It's going to be a tough opening game. It's going to be tough. I, I if it's up to me, I, I hope that they win that by about ten plus. Kind of get some momentum going into next week when we come home to play Murray. Okay, so Doc said Braum is 13-20 and 20 against the spread as a favor, so that doesn't necessarily mean they lost. And he says they are 23-11 and 11 as the underdog. So, so typically 
he he does better when he's you know when the spreads against him. He was nineteen and eight while at Purdue as the underdog. Uh, that that's just crazy stat to me. It just doesn't. Well, you keep in mind that's, see that. that's just a, that's just you know against the spread and stuff. That true, doesn't true, true. It doesn't yeah. translate into win loss. You know, no, they but could I have lost the game and still covered. But you no, know but I, mean? I do remember some times where I would I would just be so surprised because I'd see them ball out against a top 10, 15 team and even win the games a lot of times. And then they turn around like one year they lost to Northwestern when they were just terrible. And one year I think they lost a, a team like Rutgers when they were terrible. And I was just like it's like a you know Jekyll and Hyde. So hopefully we get past that. I do think our Louisville team is a lot more talented than the teams that he inherited at Purdue. So there's that. Uh, but that Georgia Tech game, that's the one I'm circling right off the bat. You really want to get out of there with a win. I don't care if we win by three points. Just get out of there with a win. Then you get Murray State. Uh, and we, you know, we can. I don't know what your all thoughts are on Georgia Tech, I, I, Ross and Ash, but. Um, well, Ross, you kind of talked about it, but Ash, what are your thoughts? You know, my thought is, you know, I uh, I commented on it before we came on the show how, uh, you know, they went four and four down a stretch. Um, they got a pretty big talent infusion uh, with the transfer portal. Um, their their coaching staff did a pretty good job with that ta- transfer portal in the offseason. So uh, I actually think this is going to be a pretty tough game for us, and I think Georgia Tech's going to actually surprise some people in the conference this year. Um, being on the road, uh, you know, first – First game for our new staff. I, I feel like this is going to be tough. Uh, I actually, I don't like making, you know, specific game predictions this far out. I mean, because we're still two months away. Um, my first inclination right now, though, is that this is one that will drop. Uh, I know that Ty, you know, thinks that will be a 10-point uh, win or more. Uh, but my my first instinct with it would be that this would be a loss for us um, just because of the guys that they, they brought in off the transfer portal, the success they had to close out last season. Um, and had the full off season with that staff because uh, their interim coach last year, uh, you know, he won the, the full-time job. So it, it's basically year two for him. Um, so I actually feel like this is going to be pretty tough. And then Beamer uh, mentioned in the chat that Georgia Tech is not a conference game. That's actually not correct. Uh, this is a conference game for us this year. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I get the worry about, the unknowns. I mean, that's all, all of that is, is something to think about, but in my eyes, there's nothing you're going to do to convince me that we're, we're going to lose this game. I, I Jeff Brom is not going to lose his UofL opener as head coach. It's not going to happen. It, it will not happen. Um, there's a reason we're already favored the way that we are. Uh, Kyle, you hit on the point of Georgia tech's defense. Um, I think that's going to be a really big problem for them because there's one thing we know is that this offense is going to, it's going to be able to put up points. Um, The things that we've heard already, the things that we've seen, we know that we're going to be able to move the ball in chunks. Um, We're going to be capable on offense of moving the ball and moving the chains on third down. We've got a lot of weapons. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of options for Jeff to work with there. It just we're not going to lose that game. I mean, if you're asking me, you know, point blank right now, we're going to come out. We're going to come out very hot in the first quarter. We're going to jump on them. Georgia Tech's probably going to come back, uh, you know, start swinging by the end of the getting near halftime. Might come out when the third quarter, we're going to dominate the fourth quarter. That's the way it's going to go. Like you can bar, you can timestamp that. We can make a short on it. 
Like that's that's what's gonna happen. And I really think that Larry in the chat there is onto something. You know, he thinks that we're gonna probably win by 17. That's kind of right where I'm at. Uh, I think we're gonna run 17, 20 points. Um, it will seem closer at times, but in the end, that's gonna be that's gonna be the final. That that'll be it. And the defense is good. Our defense is so fast. It is so fast. I, I, I have no problem. I have no worries based on what I've seen and what fast defenses have looked like for Louisville in the, in the past, as long as we can tackle and wrap and not some BS where we've got dudes just bouncing off of guys and, you know, is finishing plays then our team, our team speed defensively is going to be able to match up with a lot of teams offensive speed. I don't, I don't predict that Georgia tech's going to be able to out athlete us on the field, uh, you know, in that regard. So I I just, I, I don't see it. Jeff Brom's going to win that, that home opener and we're coming home playing. Yeah, we we can get to that, but we're coming home and it's going to be rolling. And I, I think there's going to be a lot of cards fans there. I don't think that this has been fake juice. We've been feeling, I think the fans are going to show what, how excited they are. There's a lot of people going down to Atlanta. I, uh, I I did not give a prediction on Georgia tech. I I predict we win by 10. I think it's going to be close, but I do think we pull it out. Mind you, that might sound like not a big number, but do remember that uh, I was the – and I don't mean this like, oh, I know everything. I don't. But I did predict last year before the season started that we would lose to Syracuse. And guess how many people in Discord agreed with me? Zero. None. They all told me, like, there is no way we lose to Syracuse. Now, in hindsight, people are going to hear that and go, well, duh, it was Satterfield. He shits the bed all the time in the first game. That was not. That was not the vibe anybody had going in that game it was like dude look at the last three games against Syracuse we win by an average of like 45 to 7 or something crazy and I just had a bad feeling about that game that being said I don't think we lose this game uh I do think we win this game I just think it's going to be a bit close only because it's the first game it's two new coaches instilling new schemes and Georgia Tech's coach at least has a little bit of of time he did it last year he had eight games, so it kind of gives him a little bit of, you know, he's got he's got a system a little bit more in place. And, I mean, maybe we come out right off the bat just rolling, but I, I could see where maybe coming out the gate, employing a bunch of new stuff, a new system, I could see it kind of starting off and sputtering a little bit, and then we pick it up as the game goes on. We pull it out by 10 points, and then it's, you know, it, by the end of the season we look back at that game and not a big deal at all. And because, you know, we're rolling by then, I'm hoping. And I want to go back to Captain Hampton's comment. He said, you guys have Satterfield hangover. We're going to roll Georgia Tech. I, we do. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I watched, yeah. you know, four years of Scott Satterfield just blow game after game, opening game. Um, and to be also, fair, Braun blown like some games was, at Purdue. He should not have blown. I mean, well, yeah, that's the thing. But, but that's not what I'm getting at, and and I know it's I know we got to separate Satterfield from Brom, and I'm doing that. But I watched Satterfield teams in opening games look like they were hungover. Uh, the the Ole Miss game uh, two time. years ago was just absolutely ridiculous. Syracuse was ridiculous. His opening game against Notre Dame, um, 
in year one, I don't really, I didn't really hold that against them. That was a tough one. Notre Dame was really good that year, and we didn't play bad in that game. And we didn't even play bad, so I don't hold that against them. But the old Miss game and last year against Syracuse, that was just abysmal. So and I know it's, something. I know it's two different things. It's two different coaches. That's why I think we're going to win. Yeah, I, I just think there's going to be a lot of early game jitters. Probably it's, it's. Yep. Someone else also mentioned. I think it was Macro. Uh, he, Macro said football is is largely emotional, and I agree. Um, there's going to be a lot of emotions for both teams. There's going to mm-hmm. be some opening game jitters. I think ultimately what will happen in that game after about halftime, we get all that out. We'll we'll start pulling away in the third to fourth quarter. Yeah, I just yeah, I'm with you, Ty. Brom doesn't lose home. He doesn't lose. He doesn't lose that first game. He it just he he's notoriously. I don't. He usually wins the first game of the year. Well, he lost like, against us, but it was a really good first game. I, I know. I, I was there. Like we had Lamar, and he, yeah, they had no business being that close in that. But game. I will yeah. say about that I mean, game, and I didn't make this point last week, but I thought about it when you guys talked about that. I've never worried about a Jeff Brown football team getting up for a big game. And for them, that was a big game as far as a big team. It was mm-hmm. Lamar freaking Jackson coming off the Heisman. Yeah. And while we may not have finished the year the way we wanted that year, that was a big game for Purdue and a big first game. Georgia Tech's just – the name is – it doesn't inspire you. So, so basically all we're saying is – you know, are they going to be as up as they would for a bigger team? They should. It's the first game. And then also, you know, kind of like getting the jitters out, like Ty said, and also, you know, implementing a new scheme. It'll and, be it'll be an interesting game. It's just like anytime you get two new head coaches, it's very interesting. Uh, I, you know, I think way back to when Bobby Petrino won the first tenure that he had, the very first game he played uh, Brooks at UK in his first game. That game went nowhere near what anybody thought it was going to go, and it was just insane the way that game ended. So it, it'll be interesting. It, it's it's just it's a good starter and a good litmus test. Because I mean Murray State. I mean we can move on to them. I don't feel like we're gonna have a whole lot to say about Murray State. I think we're all probably on the same yeah. page. We should smash them. It should be a absolute bludgering. It shouldn't be close. We should not have. Any, we shouldn't even break a sweat against Murray State. That's no disrespect. Just different. There's different levels of this, so I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. That's why the Georgia Tech one it kind of stands out a little bit. I want to say something real quick, Ross. Real quick, and yeah. and I'm going to go back to you. We know over the last few years, me and you were, and at least on our Discord, me and you were the top two, Brom Brom guys. We 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 we've been that way. I love Jeff. Everything about him. He doesn't win every single opening game he lost last season to penn state now i know penn state was number seven in the country but mm-hmm. i'm saying it's not it's not like a i expect to win against georgia tech i don't think it's a hundred percent like oh it's just gonna be that way we're not there's no way we lose i think i expect to i expect to win but i don't think it's it's 100 so that's I mean, all i'll no, say about i mean that. it's it's not until the game's over but the thing is is that even when they lose, like his teams always look prepared. They always look ready. There is no over game one with Jeff Brom teams. So mm-hmm. we will be ready. And I just think we're the better team. We're, we've got the better offense. We're going to be able to move the ball more. I think our defense is better. We're just a better team. Like, I, just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see any problems. Yeah. 
I think long term we're the better team, but I, I think we'll lose that Georgia Tech game. That's just, I mean, that's just a. I, I don't like making firm predictions this far out because so much stuff can change between now and then. But that's just my gut feeling right now. Ash, where did the sunshine go, man? You last week you were sunshine pumping. No, I like, mean like, like um, where did it go? Where, I think where, we're going to be ten and two on the season. Like when I opened in the show, I said it's one hundred forty three days. One hundred forty three days until we beat Kentucky. What the derecho is going on so, here. Ash, you think we're going to be ten and two, and one of our two is Georgia Tech? I do. Oh, brother. Hey, well, you know what? Right. Hey, you I know, mean, I'm not gonna, I don't agree with that. I don't agree we're going to lose, but I will say this. Jeff Brom loses to the weirdest teams and beats teams that you don't think yeah, he's going to beat. Exactly. So I can totally see. That's that's the only reason I've even entertained the idea of it. Because I, I've watched almost all of his games at Purdue. They'd rip off a win against a top 10 Iowa and then turn around and lose to Rutgers. It was just the weirdest thing. It was – so we'll see. We'll, well see. Let's keep but let's keep track of our win. predictions here. Let's keep track of our record. So yep. Ash, you have 0 and 1 and the rest of us are 1 and 0. So we're going to go into Murray State. We're going into Murray State. I think we all agree here, correct? That's that should be yeah, an easy W. Hanging on good source. Somebody gets kicked 70. off the pod if they say we lose that one. We're hanging 70 on Murray uh, by good source. Yeah, okay, Connor, what's a good source that makes predictions of the future? That's a psychic. And usually most <laughs> I don't I don't know how you have a good source make it like a good source says this is how much we're gonna win by in several months. But uh <laughs> nonetheless, uh I do think we 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 should there shouldn't be a problem with that game. Uh we should we should win that one convincingly. I think we can probably move on to Indiana. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Ty is looking forward to drinking orange juice that oh, morning man. before the nooner. I'm so, gonna uh, be hammered off of orange juice before that one, I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one of you guys got to bring the Blackstone up to the tailgate so we can we can cook breakfast on it. <laughs> hey, that's yeah. a, hey, that's Ash. He's the Blackstone expert. He got dude. I am not bringing it up from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta find an Airbnb with one, right? So IU doesn't scare me, and I, I mean maybe they could do something, but Tom Allen, I feel like he got a lot of hype, and I remember, and I'm I'm up in IU country. Most of the IU basketball fans are Notre Dame football fans or reversible jacket fans, but we're not going to go there. We're just going to say that the few IU football fans I do know, most of them always said, you know, when Michael Penix leaves, whenever that is, I feel like we're going to have a major drop-off, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, Their offensive line doesn't inspire me at all. They're not good pass protectors. I'm not worried about a quarterback on their roster. And I don't think that I mean their defense last year was abysmal. So I'm personally, I think we roll that game. I don't see a I don't see an issue there. I don't yeah, think any of us do really. No, I, and, I, I don't. I think that's a big. I think that's the game where the defense is going to really stand out this year. Um, just looking early season, like I think the defense is that they, they will have a couple of games under their belt there. You, you you will have been able to use Murray State to, uh, you know, tweaks a little things here and there. And, um, you know, they'll come out on the on that, you know, that neutral site game there in Indiana. And I think they're going to come out and be the stars of that of that of that game. Um, so I, I, I think it sets up for, you know, what, what the defense is going to do that next week. At Boston College. Hold on a second. Somebody we got we got important phone calls coming in here on the third. <laughs> I still haven't figured out on the MacBook. I thought we were gonna have breaking news or something. I mean, come on. 
No, I always <laughs> I, I try to deactivate all the settings of their iPhones connecting to my MacBook. Somebody somehow programmed it when I first got I do not use MacBooks and it's been a disaster and somehow it still messes up. So sorry um, about that. i I'm not gonna talk much about Indiana. I expect to win that one and I expect it to be pretty easy. I am gonna take a second to bitch about the schedule here. Um as we've already noted. Uh, that is a noon kickoff game on Big Ten Network. I want to go over the week three because we all know the Big Ten signed that big TV deal over the summer. Uh, I want to go over the Big Ten schedule for week three here. Uh, they have, instead of the IUU of L game in the primetime slot, they have Syracuse and Purdue. Syracuse and Purdue. So everybody at home at 7.30 at night on NBC, you'll see Syracuse and Purdue instead of Louisville IU, a, a nice regional rivalry. Instead, you're going to see Syracuse and Purdue. And then you have uh, Nebraska and Illinois and Northern Illinois. That's another great one. I don't understand wow. the scheduling there, why that one's not the primetime game and we get a noon kickoff, I, I but do. nevertheless. I do because we've already heard it. We had, we had IU doing everything possible to try to get out of this game because they didn't want to play it. So then they probably – they probably had themselves buried. They don't want. They don't. They didn't want. They don't want that smoke on primetime TV. They don't <laughs> want that. They don't want to get embarrassed. So that's where that's where I think it is. I mean, you can I, also watch uh, Ohio State just absolutely rail Western Kentucky that day if you really want to watch that one too at four o'clock. So, um, but yeah, I think we all agree that one should be an easy one. IU the IU game up in Indy, uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. That should be an easy W. I I. I stayed at three and zero to start the year. Yeah, no problems. Yeah, same here. And then that gets us into Boston College. So Boston College, uh, they went three and nine last year. They had major O line issues. They did have Emmett Moorhead, the quarterback. He was actually a decent quarterback, despite the bad offensive line, despite those issues. Didn't have a whole lot around them though. Uh, the, the defense gave up around 30 points a game, I want to say. They have a revamped secondary this year, but I'm just not sure in a year they're going to be able to turn that roster the way they need to. That's one of those games, though. I don't think – I'm going to predict that we beat them, but I'm telling you, there's, there's a game or two that we're going to look back and we're going to go, how the hell did we lose that? Or at least that's my prediction based on some old Jet Brom teams. Hope I'm wrong there. That's one game I'm circling, though. I'm looking at that, Georgia Tech, I mean, and Duke. Those three games are uh, – now, there's other games we could lose. Like, we could lose to Miami, and I wouldn't be surprised at all because they're good. Uh, North Carolina State, which we'll get into those. But uh, if I had to guess, we're going to beat Boston College and beat them convincingly, although there is going to be a game on the schedule I'm going to look at and go, how the hell do we lose it? And that could be it. I that's where I'm at. I I think it sets up uh, oddly for us. I, I think we're going to go up to Indiana and have pretty much a cakewalk and the defense is going to really look really, really well. But when you come back home the next week and you're playing Boston College and they're generally a team that, uh, you know, prides they're a program that prides themselves on being very tough and physical because they have to play a certain way because it's, you know, they, they have a harder time getting players up there anymore. Um, who's their coach up there? Is it Halfley? Jeff Halfley, yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude's got – dude has had some good buzz around him 
you know, I, I know their season wasn't great last year, but um, I think people think that he is a very capable coach. Um, I think he's going to have them ready. And if we don't match their physicality, we will lose that game. So, you know, just being the laws of probability, I'm going to say that we're going to go and we're going to go into that and we're going to lose that game. I hate saying that, but um, I got us dropping that one. Okay. You guys give me all this crap about Georgia Tech. I think we're just going to steamroll Boston College. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Being at home. I'm not I worried about Boston about College, it. boys. I'm not worried about Boston College. I have a starting 4 0. Now, um, unless anyone has anything else to say about Boston College, I'm going to go on to NC State. <laughs> uh, well, okay, NC let's, State let's is where I now. see the first two loss. Of us are, let's see. Two of us are 4 0. I think me and Ty are 4 0. I, I am worried a little bit about Boston College, but I predict we will win. Ash has us losing to Georgia Tech, and Ross has us losing to Boston College. So that gets us to North Carolina State. Well, this could be a big too, game. Like Trent Jesse in the comments, Boston College always plays us tough. They, they do. They're like, they do. They do. They, they're like that. Uh, you know who? And that's what makes me nervous. Yeah, I mean, it just—I'm telling you—if we don't come out and match their intensity well, and their physicality, we're going to lose. To be fair, they played us tough under in the Scott Satterfield era. Um, in the in the you know in in the Petrino era that those were bloodbaths. Um, but anyways, they like I said, with I, AJ Dillon, I thought didn't they? That one that final year, yes. But everything else was just we we would just steamroll them. Um, they they almost beat us with year. Lamar, didn't they? Didn't didn't we get in a big I'm, shootout with them? I'm pretty sure they beat us in Lamar's final season. I'm I, if oh, I'm if I remember correctly, I think they did. But the other games were not even remotely close. They yeah, like, they beat us. Yeah, they that, were like sixty to seven type games. Yeah, so. well, that Flowers guy torched us. What now? Who it was? Yeah, Flowers. Was Flowers was last like, year. Oh, I was last year. They had a quarterback. I remember. I was there, Ty. Uh, not Ty. Kyle. I was there. I know exactly what you're talking about. His number was like number three or number five, and he just he killed us the whole game. We couldn't get off the field on third down. And they yeah. just beat us up. They had a physical run team. They had a physical running game. They're probably going to have that again. Like that's that is their that's their mo. That's how they win games. They make games kind of ugly and just. I, I just worry. I worry about it. Yeah. You know, because Jeff Brom's teams are a lot about tempo, and you know, con- controlling the the emotional pulse of the game. All right. So that leads us to. What I consider the biggest road game besides Miami, uh, NC State, uh, they are a sleeper team in the ACC, kind of like we are. I actually think we are very comparable to NC State in some ways as far as the way we're perceived versus the potential that each team has to do big things. Now, NC State's always in that weird place where they they could easily be the third best team, but they never seem to just fully like embrace like one really amazing year. But then they're never really that bad either. So they've been kind of with us, kind of middling. And then you know, in a, in a good year, they they might lose three or four games. So we both been kind of hanging out together in ACC. They have Brendan Armstrong as a quarterback. You may remember the name. He was Virginia's quarterback. Uh, he had a really good year two years ago, and I can't remember if he just fell off last year or if he got hurt. I can't remember. but He got hurt. Okay. He got hurt. So that is, that's a guy to take a look at, or that's a guy to be aware of. Now, obviously, they, they lost uh, Odu to Kentucky, but and he was really good, but he was always hurt too. So 
Brandon Armstrong, if he's healthy, that's a that that that's a that's a tough quarterback. And they have three starters returning on their offensive line, and they had a really good defense last year, and they return a lot of players from it. So that is by no no way, shape, or form is that going to be an easy game at all, especially on the road. Um, I, I don't. I'm I'm going to predict that that's our first game we drop. NC well, State on the road. My thought on this one is, you know, like like you were saying, uh, NC State's kind of been in the middle. Last year they actually had uh, some expectation. Um, last year there was some expectation that they would compete more toward the top of the league, um, but then injuries and that kind of thing uh, sprung up, uh, and they also and and they struggled to score some points last year. Um, mm-hmm. I think they only averaged like 23, 24 points a game last year. Um, replaced their coordinator. Uh, the coordinator that came in actually was with Brennan Armstrong at Virginia. Yeah, uh, when he played there, so that's actually a potentially an upgrade for them. Um, so I am a little bit nervous about this one, also being on the road. Uh, so that this could be a hiccup, but I I think we'll escape this one. Uh, I, I I see us winning it, but I do think it could be close. So I I see where the the trepidation could be could be occurring from you guys. So right, I think NC I- State's our first loss. Um, man, Ty, we're basically on the same page, man. Yeah, I was in the whole time. It, it's going to be it's so it's a Friday night game. It's a seven o'clock kickoff on ESPN. Um, there'll be a lot of eyeballs watching that one, I'm sure, because I think NC State's schedule actually shapes up really well too. Uh, so I think both teams could be possibly undefeated at that point, or NC State. Uh, I think they they have one tough game up until that point. They play they play Notre Dame. So if, if NC State can get through UConn, Notre Dame, and VMI, which I'm confident they can do um, in Virginia, that'll set up a possible 4-0 matchup for both teams. Um, and it, being at, at NC State, we've kind of struggled to play NC State on the road. Um, I don't know, what for whatever reason, I don't think we beat them in a minute at NC State. So I think that's going to probably be our very first loss, if I had to guess. Okay. Um, I, I got us winning this game. Uh, you actually hit on something I was going to say, Ty. That that Friday night, prime time, seven o'clock. You know the eyeballs. This is this is a game that Jeff Brom wins. Um, he he knows how to make splashes. I don't think it'll be a runaway or anything. I think it'll probably. If honestly, I have this one. This is going to be one of the one of our best games this year, um, as far as adversity um everything with the schedule lines up for this to be like one of those really like back and forth games um and i think it will be with us being on the road um but i think we're going to get out of there i think we you know probably win by six or seven and um i I think it's going to be one of the probably one of the best games in the acc schedule this year to be completely honest um it's it's going to be entertaining it's going to have us it's going to have us uh God, just it, it's going to be one of those like cardiac games, man. Like you're just going to be, it, it's going to be, it's going to be hard to watch at times, but we're going to come out of there with the W. In my opinion, out of the first four games, that's the toughest one. Um, and it's going to be the closest one, I think, in terms of the first four. I know we, we had our worried about Georgia Tech and we've already talked about that. And that's that game still worries me, but I think the, uh, I think the NC State game is going to be the toughest of the top four. Uh, the first four games, and it's it's going to be tough to go in there and win. We we 
for whatever reason, we struggle there. I don't know what it is. Well, that leads us into arguably, definitely the biggest home game, unless you want to say UK due to being a rival and we finally, we're due to, you know, show up and actually compete, much less beat them. But I would say that, that the Notre Dame game is the big game, the headliner as far as us, uh, uh, you know, at the stadium, hyped up home crowd, Notre Dame, baby. And here's what I predict. I predict Sam Hartman's going to come in with something to prove. I know he hears it all the time, like, oh, Sam Hartman can't come in the, you know, Cardinal Stadium and have a good game because he did lay an egg uh, last year at Wake Forest. I do think Sam Hartman is the type of kid that's going to nut up and and use that to motivate himself. But I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a plumber Hartman battle. I think it's gonna, we're going to light up the scoreboard like the old days. Three touchdowns. Ash has a sign that says card or cards by three touchdowns. Rosy red Ash is back, boys. I <laughs> I don't see three touchdowns, but I do think we win a shootout. I think it's going to be a very entertaining game, and I think we win by anywhere from three to seven points. One possession game, but we're gonna pull it out because Jeff Brom shows up. Juggernaut Jeff shows up for the big games. I anticipate Notre Dame being ranked in the top 15. And if that's the case, we'll be hyped. We'll be ready. We're going to pull that one out. We're going to beat Notre Dame. Uh, I'm with Ash. Um, this is a big, big this, – this is, this, is, this is Jeff's chance on this schedule year one, like to make the big splash like he did the home game of Purdue versus Ohio State in that year one that they had – and just bring a lot of attention onto this team and this program and what he's going to be doing here. Um, we're going to come out of there with a win. We are going to win that game. And um, I, I don't know if three touchdowns is a lot, but I think it's – I would not be surprised if at one point we're up three touchdowns. I don't know if it's going to finish at that, but that we are going to be ready for that game. It's going – you are going to get some sort of Jeff Brom pre-locker room promo, you know, you know, WrestleMania style. I mean, he's going to be going Shirtless. ham sandwich in that locker room. I don't know what he's going to do. It's going to be amazing. And the vibe in that stadium is going to be awesome. And, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be there to see it, unfortunately. But oh, we are, yeah, we're it's all gonna weddings. Be, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be a great day for my for my friend Chris and Olivia on their wedding because they're getting married. And U of L's coming out with that win. It's going to be a good omen. And Jeff Brom's coming out of the tunnel shirtless. He's basically a football version of Eric Musselman now. Pretty much. <laughs> I knew you Pretty had much. a wedding that was going to be during a game, but I didn't even realize it and make it connect the dots there that it was that game. Come on. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm in one too. But the the wedding I'm in, they don't even watch sports, so I can at least give them a pass because it's like they're not sitting there thinking. Come on, man. A Louisville fan get married for the Notre Dame game? Well, Olivia. I mean, is congratulations, a UK fan. Chris. Congratulations, man. But yeah, congrats, on, Chris. <laughs> Olivia is a UK fan. Maybe it's like that was planned. Like, oh no. I don't, I don't know. I this love Olivia. Wrong. I don't I don't think so. But <laughs> you know, oh, this no. man gave me this man gave me hell for my wedding being on U of L UK game. So every time I can bring it up. Oh, Ross. I'm, I'm bringing you, it You're up. just digging it even. 
Even yeah, before. we lost that game because you got married that day. Yeah, I know. I thought it was an omen for my marriage. I really well, you're not, you're not the only one. Trent Jesse also has a wedding. I think he said it's for the Duke game too. So, um, you're not you're not the only one there. But hey, the ladies love the fall weddings, man. They love it. They do. <laughs> Awful, but anyways, that's what Monday afternoons for. Um, <laughs> this Notre Dame game. The Notre Dame game's tough for me. I, if you look at Notre Dame's schedule, by the way, if, when when they come to town to play us, they're coming off of playing Ohio State, Duke, and then after this, they go play USC. That's a really tough four stretch of games mm-hmm. for Notre Dame. I know. Um, and probably their fans aren't even looking at our game. They're nope. they're probably not. They're probably not really looking at us or Duke. But I think Duke's going to be a lot better than a lot of they're going to be yeah. really good actually i think i, and I then, think Elko's a damn good coach and then then you know you come come into louisville and then you got to play usc the following week so that's that's a really tough stretch of games for notre dame i think we'll pull this one out i think it's going to be tough it's going to be close i also think it could be a high scoring game too um that's so tough though it, it's going to be that's the i agree ross that's that's definitely one that Jeff could really make a statement with if if he could find a way to win that one. At this point, I'm looking at about five and one, and you're looking at the rest of the the rest of the schedule. It sets up really nice for you. Um, there's a few games left that you can kind of take advantage of and, and possibly get higher up in the rankings and the standings. That's going to be a tough game, but I think we'll pull that one out in a high scoring game. Well, here's the thing. I mean. Jeff always has his teams ready to go in big games. Um, by the time that game gets here, it'll be less than 143 days until we beat Kentucky. So, you know, <laughs> I have to keep bringing that up. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's the thing. You know, Jeff, he gets his teams up, ready to go. Uh, I think our team's going to play well at home this year. Uh, so that's another thing. Um, you know, our offense is going to be clicking this year. I really like what we've got. I just I feel like with the environment that we're gonna have, it's still early enough in the year that you usually don't have. It's not usually cold yet. Um, you usually still have warm weather, um, so our fans will be out there in droves, just you know going crazy. It'll be electric environment. Uh, I, I think that I think that Cardinal Stadium will be rocking and rolling. The team will be out there and just clicking on all cylinders. And this is the game where the nation will start to be looking at Louisville and being like, oh. Is this team kind of for real? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they just really took it to Notre Dame and thumped them. Uh, they'll also be the haters out there going, oh, well, see, Notre Dame's just a fraud and all that bull crap. But uh, especially after they probably just lost to Ohio State right before. But all right. So we get go on, the, we move on to Pittsburgh at Pitt. That's another tough game, I think. I think some of these games, I know everybody's saying our schedule's super easy. But what I've learned every year in ACC is, because the conference isn't that great, there's always teams that do better than anything, and then teams that don't do as well as you thought they would. Mm-hmm. So kind of hard. It's, it's there's just not consistency besides Clemson minus last year. But uh, other than them, it just seems like everybody's up and down. But Pittsburgh's a team that that can be pretty concerning. I I think their quarterback returning. He he's pretty solid. I know he was out of Boston College at first. Now he's there at Pitt. Pretty solid quarterback. They've got some weapons at receiver. I think the strength of Pittsburgh last year was their defense, but they lost a lot off their defense. But their well, secondary, 
Abanacanda, their running back, was awesome. We just played him really well last year. Yeah, I think and now he's, he's a gone. New York Jet. Yeah, he's gone. He's a Jet. Uh, that so means we don't have to worry snuff. about him. So oh, I didn't bring gosh. him up. Okay. I think the strength of their team on defense is the cornerback position. They got a couple of lockdown guys with a lot of experience. So their secondary is going to be tough, but they do replace a lot of guys off of a team that actually ranked second last year in the NCAA in sacks. And I don't know if it, I can't remember. We might have been first. I know we had a lot of sacks last year, uh, but I I know Pittsburgh. They they do replace a lot off the front seven, so that could be a benefit to us. Boy, I'm I'm having a hard time with this game though, as far as predicting who's going to win. I'm going to predict we pull this one out, and it's it's very close though. Man, that's a pick 'em for me. You you know if, if somebody says Pittsburgh pulls it out, I wouldn't be surprised either way. I'm gonna go with us, but that was tough. I actually don't see us stumbling here at all. Um, a, a big part of that is because the way Pat Narduzzi teams usually tend to to go is, is his defenses. They build and build and build to where they have that really good year like they did last year, and then they have a big drop-off, and then they rebuild slowly over a couple of years. Yeah, um, They lost a lot on defense. So I think that our guys will go out there, and with our uh, you know aerial attack, we're not going to have too many problems up there. And it'll be our first road game where I feel like our offense really looks really good. Um, true road game, I should say, because I, I think Indiana we're going to – cruise up there but uh, that's a neutral site game so i think this game is one that uh, you know will come out of the notre dame game will come out of this one and people will really start to be going hey how good is this louisville team so mm-hmm. i think that this is one that that could really uh, solidify what people saw the previous week what um let me ask you i'm drawing a blank right now like when the uh is it usually like week is it week eight or nine that usually you start getting the uh the playoff, like, like the pick them, like every, what do they do the Thursday on ESPN? Like the, they show the, like who's in the playoff picture at the moment sort of deal. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I so thought it was closer the to the end of October, but. Yeah. It, and it, I think it is. I, that's why I'm, I'm bringing it up though, because I, I'm completely on board with you, Ash. I think that we're going to be one of those teams right there, right before those, uh, those actually, those drawings are, seating start to really happen for real we're going to be one of those teams that people are going to pay, be paying attention to we're going to have a lot of eyeballs on us my i completely on agreement with you narduzzi is a defensive guy um his teams revolve around the defense and the defensive identity being the focal point of their teams um they we manhandled them really last year i thought um it, their quarterback was terrible. I know they got somebody else coming in. I, I think Connor said it's Slovis. He's from no, USC. that's not true. It's Phil, it's Phil Jerkovich. I don't know. I where was going to say Slovis was at BYU. Jerkovich was at Notre Dame. Then he went to Boston College. And Boston now he's College. At you're right. Now he's yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. Um, you know, so I I don't know what Connor's talking about there. Anyways, um, I, I think. I think that it's just it doesn't line up for this to be the year that we stumble with Pitt. Um, so I think we go in there and I, it could be it's it's up at Pitt around this time by now. They're usually having a lot of sloppy wet games, so it could be one of those. Um, is there any concern on the ball? Is there any concern that it comes right after the Notre Dame game and it's on the road? Could it be a trap game, like a hangover type game? I I don't. I mean, it could be, but I don't think it's like 
it's on a Saturday, right? I mean, looking at the schedule there, I mean, yeah. it's not like it's not like we're turning around and playing Wednesday or Thursday. You know no. what I mean? Like, so like I would worry if that was the case um, a little bit, but I, I just I, I think I think we're gonna use that momentum from the Notre Dame game. I, I don't see us stumbling. I don't see this team overlooking that game. So I think we'll be okay there. All right. Uh, anybody else? Uh, anybody else have predictions? I missed. Uh, yeah, I haven't done the Pittsburgh. Okay. I, Pittsburgh at Pitt is tough. Um, yeah, that's where I was. It's first off. I'm just kind of looking at the schedule. I'm kind of deflecting here, but it. it how cool is that, that? We only have three true road games. Um, it seems like a UK schedule, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah, it really does. Um, man, that's so tough. <laughs> I think that I ultimately I think they're going to lose to Duke, which is why I think we'll win at Pitt, if that makes sense. Um, I just I'm think the Duke. You. I think the Duke game is just going to be tougher than the Pitt game. If and Pitt loses a lot, they lost a Banacanda who was phenomenal. By the way, he was really really a good player. Yeah. Um, I think the I think we'll squeak that one out. That that's gonna be tough on the road at Pitt. That's gonna be tough. I think we'll end up squeaking that out. I'm currently at what is that five and one, six and one? Be six and one, I think. Six and yeah. one. That's, We're basically the exact. I don't know how we we've, we've been. That's up where I'm at. Too, I'm at six and one. Ash, you got any thoughts on uh? Oh, no, I already gave my thoughts. I, oh, I thought that this was one where, you know, Narduzzi's teams usually kind of have a, a rebuilding cycle after they drop oh, off yeah. a, a bunch of their guys. I get confused on who went when. So we'll go. We'll move on to Duke. And I know me and Ty have already alluded. I think we're on the same page again with Duke. Now, the thing about Duke, it's a little background on them. They returned 17 starters under Mike Elko, which Mike Elko is a second-year head coach had a dramatic turnaround last year. So what we have to hope for is a Sunbelt Scott year two out of Duke because Scott Satterfield kind of did the same thing. Had that eight and five first year and we thought, Hey, we got, we got our dude. Look what he did. And then all of a sudden year two came in a COVID year. and It, it was something. I know COVID was a part of that maybe, but it was dreadful. And nonetheless, they returned 17 starters, uh, Riley Leonard is an all-ACC quarterback. He returns. So they've got a guy on offense. Uh, the defense is where they could have an issue because they had a really good defense last year. Uh, they are replacing their top two tacklers, is my understanding. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, they have four offensive line returnees. So Duke could be tough. And I'm going to go with I, – I think – and it's at home, but I could see us – I don't know. I could see us kind of finally coming down. You know, if we if we do beat Notre Dame and we turn around, we beat Pittsburgh. It is off of a bye. That that's interesting. I've seen that work for you and against you. I've seen where you come out extra prepared and rested, and you have fresher legs. I've also seen where you come out and lay a dud. And I don't necessarily think we'll lay a dud, but I uh, I, I think we lose that game. I agree. I, I think we lose to Duke. Um, Duke finished nine and four last year. I, I, they kind of flew under the radar uh, with Mike Elko coming in. Riley Leonard is is a future NFL prospect, in my opinion. He's that good. Um, 
that's going to be one of our toughest games. And you know, I think a lot of people are just kind of thinking, oh, Duke, they're not that good at football. This Duke team's, I think, is going to be for real. Um, I think Duke's going to contend in the ACC. They'll be right up there with us and Clemson and Florida State. And I think those are probably the four best teams in the conference. I I got us winning. I got us winning this game. Um, I, I'll be able to explain more. Uh, but I got us. I got us. I got us winning this game. I'll just. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I think we're going to win the game. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, track meet type game. Um, I, I think that Duke's going to be one of those, you know, top five teams in the, in the league this year. Uh, I, I like what they, what they're doing with that new staff, uh, that came on in, in, you know, last year. Um, so I think this, this is going to be a game that's going to have a lot of points on the board. Plus our, by this point in the season, our defense may be having some, you know, guys banged up and that kind of thing. So maybe the off week helps us in that regard. Uh, yeah. but I do think that this could be a high scoring game that, that we come out on top of the end. Um, so I, I'm, I feel like we're going to win a game, but I do feel like, you know, it could be a, one of those games where we could also very easily drop it too, because I, I, I think it'll be a high scoring close game. Okay. Um, so let's re let's recap real quick. Where do we stand currently? I, I think I'm at six and two. Same seven and one. I'm seven and one. And we also have seven wins in a row for me. So you guys <laughs> gave me a lot of crap on that Georgia tech game, but. We're rolling. I, I'm nervous about that game. I feel like we talked about that one. The There's got to be at least. It's a wild card game, I, I think. Uh, all right, November fourth, we play Virginia Tech. Now, the name Virginia Tech. You know, you tell me 15 years ago we're playing Virginia Tech, and I'm like, we better be up for it, and we still better be up for it. But boy, they were terrible last year, and it's one of the. It's at home. I just I don't see I see us blowing them out. <laughs> I'd like to sit here and go like, well, this is what we could see as a problem, but honestly, I don't know. They, we, we don't they don't have a starting quarterback yet. They do have three new receivers that they got through a portal. I guess they have this Ollie Jennings who's out of Old Dominion. He's supposed to be like a guy who produced very well at that level that may, you know, come up and be a problem. Uh, o line appears to be an issue, mixed bag. They do look like they have a uh, solid secondary. I think their issue, though, is their front seven. It looks like they uh, had a lot of issues last year and have to replace a couple of those guys. I just, I've got us rolling in that one. I don't, I don't have a point total, maybe three, three touchdowns, something like that. Yeah. I, my biggest question about this game is, and I know he's only in year two, but is Brent Price still the coach at this point? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's it's really getting going to be getting bad, you know, for him, and he's going to be really on the hot seat at this point. Kind of gives me like Kenny Payne vibes as yeah. far as what they're thinking in Virginia Tech. But he wasn't really their, you know, one of their first choices for that job anyway, as far as the fan base is concerned, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I, I think that he may not even be there by the time this game rolls around. I hope he is because I sometimes when they kind of like Georgia Tech last year, they throw a guy yeah. in there and they say, "You do it." And he at least had them respectable. So, yeah, I mean, they have nothing to lose whenever they do the interim deal. Yeah, right, right. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this one. Um, I'll be honest. I think Virginia Tech is probably our second easiest game on the schedule outside of Murray. Um, you did mention Ollie Jennings. Uh, Virginia Tech should know him pretty well because last year when they were at when he was at Old Dominion, Old Dominion won and beat them, and he had five catches for 122 yards on him. So – 
Um, and we're oh, talking boy. about we're talking about Old Dominion, by the way. So, yeah, I I don't think Virginia Tech is going to be any good. Um, they are in a deep rebuild. I also am curious if Brent Pry will actually still be the coach at this point. Um, I've kind of scrolled through on the message boards and I've kind of hit Virginia Tech every once in a while, and their fan base is just. <laughs> it, you want to talk about shambles? They are in sh- absolute shambles. Virginia Basically, like us in basketball. Oh man, it, it's it's pretty rough over there. So I, I hope better days for the Hokies going forward. But I don't think that's going to be a good day for them. Um, yeah, just not and, on November fourth. And and also to, to further my reasoning, you know, I have us losing to Duke. Um, I think that'll kind of get the team. They'll, they'll wake up. They're gonna. I think Jeff will have a have them ready. Um, they're gonna have a tough week of practice that week. He's gonna make sure that they're ready and uh, and and awake for that Virginia Tech game. I, I don't see that one being close personally. Yep. Um, I'll go back. So I will go back. I got us losing this game. Wait, um, what? I have us losing this game. Oh my! What what is going on here? What? I have us losing this game. You know, I'm having technical are. difficulties. I, don't think, I, heard, I think Ross is breaking up. I think he's either my Wi-Fi is going bad or his. Listen, uh, I heard. I thought Ross said that we were going to lose that game. Did I hear him right? You did. Oh, you did, man. And I'm gonna tell you. So where my mind is at is that we're going to win a really tough game against Duke. Oh, I and got that you. letdown is going to come with Virginia Tech, and that's been a talking point we've been talking about. Jeff yeah. Brom has Jeff Brom has been known to lose to some teams that he should not lose to. This game sets up perfect for that situation, and it's going to be absolutely at the wrong time as well. It's going to be going into those those playoff seedings, um, you know, that are happening near the end of the year. And as we all know, talking about that, uh, a lot of bias is put into how you're looking at the end of the season. Uh, I think this one's going to hurt us. We're going to have a lot of really good buzz around us, um, but it's going to peak just a little bit too soon. And I, I see this, I see this sadly setting up some way. Because look, Virginia Tech is in a deep rebuild, but they still have power on their name alone, and they do. They're they're not where they want to be. Their program's not where they want to be, but there's still kids that want to go play for Virginia Tech because it's Virginia Tech. You know what I mean? So, like, right. they're not going to be void of talent. It, that's not the issue. So, like like you said, like last year, they were on, you know, just kind of just trying to survive that season. Um, I think they're going to have a little bit more stability, and I think this is unfortunately going to be that one win that this guy's going to have to be able to put under his boat, the belt to possibly say that, hey, look, we'll turn it around. I, I, I mean, we're all just throwing stuff against the wall here, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, right. This is how I see it playing out. Like, I, this is this is how I see it playing out. I think, unfortunately, we're going to beat a Duke team that doesn't have a lot of n- name brand power, but they're going to be a very damn good team. And then we're going to lose to a Virginia Tech team that has some name brand recognition, and but they're not good. And we're going to – a lot of us are going to overlook that game. A lot of the fans are going to overlook that game. That's yeah, I mean, wrong. you could be right because I'm kind of overlooking it, to be honest. But, you no, know, I'm not, but I'm a fan. I don't have to, you know. I want to say this, Ross, and I'm sorry if I sound like I'm contradicting you. But um, Virginia Tech, I, 
when you you mentioned the talent thing and how there's people that you know the, there's kids that still want to go there because it's the name. Virginia Tech recruiting over the last few years has taken a massive, massive downfall. No, uh, yeah, I mean, it's in 2020 they had the 59th overall class, and 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 I think of Virginia Tech like I don't think they're they're uh, an elite blue blood by any means, but I they're a respected program in my opinion. They're in my opinion, Virginia Tech's like a top 10 to 15 ish program in football. Right. That's what I think at least. Uh, at worst, think top 20. I think they're a, I right. think they're a top. 20 program at, at worst top 20 you know where you where you want to throw them in there but it's just like they've just taken such a hit in talent um you know the 59th overall class in 2020 last year they only had the 43rd best class like 45 i mean it's not it's tough there it's tough there in hokey land Man, it's tough, and the, their right. fans are not. Their fans are not happy. All right. Well, we do kind of. We've talked about Virginia Tech. Ross has us losing that one. I think me and Ty are at seven and two. Ash, I believe you're eight and one. Mm-hmm. I'm seven and I'm seven and two. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. Who's your, so, who was your two, Ross? Sorry. Uh, Boston College and Virginia okay. Tech. Oh, that's a wild two. But that's, that's, that is a Jeff wild Braun two. Thing. Yeah, you're, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's right two. along with what you've said, Kyle. Um, all right, so then we get on Thursday game. Uh, five days after Virginia Tech, we turn around and play Virginia. Now, Virginia's another team. I believe they went three and nine last year. They returned nine starters off of that team. Six of them are on defense. So – I'm not sure what they got out of the portal exactly as far as how good of it. I didn't recognize the names as far as impact guys. This is the, another the quarterback battle ha- features a Monmouth transfer. If that tells you anything. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I just don't know enough about <laughs> who they've got coming in. I'm going to assume we win this game. I do get a little bit nervous. So seeing it, we're playing two. His like, projected to be weak Virginia teams back to back within five days. But I do think, I mean, I don't think we're going to have a problem beating Virginia tech. And then we just have to turn around and hope the Virginia game is not a trap game because of the the timing. Uh, so I could see that being a bit of a struggle more than we think, but I think we pull it out in the end. I think we, we create some separation. I think maybe in the first half we struggle in that game a little bit. Maybe we go in tied or only up by like one possession. Maybe we even are losing by a little bit. But then I think we turn it around in the second half. Jet Brom takes his shirt off at halftime, lights a fire under their asses. They come out. Boom. We we beat Virginia. We move on to Miami. We are eight and two. I want to go real quick because I wanna I, I don't want to take too much time on this one. Um you mentioned the Monmouth transfer quarterback, Ash. You didn't mention his name. Tony Musket, that is the most <laughs> badass quarterback name I've ever heard. Tony no, Musket, I believe that belongs to Deuce Adams. Okay, Sorry. well Deuce, Deuce is great. I've already, I've already said that. We're, but Tony, yet, we're both Deuce Caboose here on third. Tony band, Musket, uh, bro, Musket. Now that is that's awesome. Um, and I'll be honest, that's exactly why I think we lose this game, just because whoa. of the name. I think Virginia is the worst team in the league. So, yeah. No, I'll I be, be I, I'll game. be honest. This is my thinking. I actually think we lose to Virginia. And I'll explain why. It's a Thursday night game. That's going to be really tough to get your guys up for. I think that's that's um, my concern. I I think Virginia Tech should be easy. 
I think Virginia will be the one that I think these guys overlook. And we have talked about the Jeff Brom game, the game, the one that he just loses that he just shouldn't. I hope that ends this year. I think if any of them are going to be that game, it's going to be Virginia because I think the team's going to be their team's going to be sitting at seven and two. That's a good that's a good record. They're going to be thinking about Miami at Miami. That's going to be a tough. That's going to be one that a lot because we have a lot of Florida boys on our team. They're going to be all thinking about that one, and they're going to be thinking about Kentucky in two weeks. Um, I think we lose at, uh, I think we lose to Virginia to be honest. Uh, I, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a hard two, three days of practice for the guys going into that game. Um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of rear ends ripped coming off that Virginia tech game. And we come out Virginia. I, 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 I believe I, I am agreement. There are things to worry about Virginia for whatever reason, we've always had trouble with on the schedule. Uh, but I think them losing Bronco Mendenhall, him just, you know, just he retired, right? I mean, what, two years ago? I think that really set their program back. Uh, I think they're just kind of like – I don't think they really know where they're going right now. So – and I think we are going to be coming off a loss. Uh, so I I think that we're going to we're gonna rebound. And uh, I think we're actually going to absolutely dominate um, – this game kind of the way that we did uh what was it the duke game in 21 mm-hmm. where they just look like they shouldn't even have been fielding a team uh i think it's going to look like that i think it's just going to be an absolute just embarrassment um so i, I think we're gonna we're gonna put virginia where they where they belong ash you think virginia is the worst team in the conference i do i, I feel like this team is pretty terrible um, the quarterback, the the quarterback room is, is less intimidating than our backup quarterback situation last year was. Um, I mean, it's just it's in a sorry state of mind. I, I just don't understand because it was not that long ago that Bronco Mendenhall had this team really on an upswing. Um, yeah. Had them playing, you know, the top one of the top, you know, three or four teams in the league. It looked like that that this program was was going to be at least a top half program for years to come. Uh, and they really have just crashed and burned. And it just, it, it's kind of disappointing because, you know, at least for most of my fandom, Virginia's not been very good. Uh, so whenever Mendenhall had that team kind of like on an upswing, it looked, it was like, whoa, this team might actually be good for the foreseeable future. And, and now it's just right back to where it was. And I mean, here's the thing. We're also playing at home. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I've said all along through throughout the show tonight that I f- feel like our team is going to be clicking on all cylinders in our home games. Uh, just something about that, you know, that home environment, I feel like our team's going to thrive on. Plus, with this game only being two weeks away from beating Kentucky, uh, I think our team's going to be right there and ready to go. How well, can a quarterback room not be intimidating and their quarterback's name last name is Musket, right? Well, because well, he makes you blanks. Speaking of Muskets uh... – <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of muskets, that Virginia games are right around the time that Ross loves deer season. So I'm sure. Uh, please don't do the. Please let's not do the deer. No, no. We're, we're going to say that. Uh, you know, when we have twenty thousand fans there, Ross will be furious. And oh, if we lose, I will be. I if, will he, be. <laughs> if he loses, he's going to blame the fans. 
So I will right. be complaining about it, but that'll, right. that'll be a game. They'll be, we'll be all right. We got to move on to Miami though. Uh, at Miami, Saturday, November 18th, we get nine days off. So we get an extra couple days off. Guys, this is the blowout game. This is the game. I, I think there's almost always one every year where you just come out and you lay an egg. And I think Miami, I don't know. I just think Miami's going to come out with their speed. It's at home. And I just, I just, I, if I have to pick a game where I think it's going to be like a three or more touchdown game where we just like, you know, we always have those almost, almost every year we have a game where we're like, Holy crap, we were never in this game. Yeah. And I just have a feeling it's Miami. So I've got us losing this game. That puts me at, I believe three losses right now. So I believe I'm at uh, eight and three going into the UK game. I think their speed's going to be a problem. And then being at home, and, and I think that, you know, we're just due for a, an egg layer where we just come out and, and they jump on us. And I hope I'm wrong, but that's my prediction. Can somebody can somebody tell me what are the games b- that Miami has before that game and who do they have following us? Uh, give me a second, Ross. I can give you that. Yeah. Um, I, if this is their last home game especially – that's that's gonna be I'm gonna be right there with you, Kyle. Um, because that just shapes up every way and form. Um, so I I'm kind of on I, I I'm really like a a big believer in seeing how things kind of play. Um, I know that some of us have talked about earlier. You you particular, Kyle, talked about how having a few extra days can help you, but it can also hurt you. You know, mm-hmm. nine days, like you would think, okay, well, you know, we're going to be ready, um, you know, and we're going to be coming off of a blowout of Virginia. Um, I just think what we're going to see against Virginia compared to what we're going to see against Miami is going to just be night and day. Um, so I think it, I, I'm still I'm trying to buy time because I'm trying to see if I, ha- I got it here. I, did, I just didn't want to interrupt you. So they they. The week before they play at Florida State, which we all know that's a huge rivalry. Yep. And then who um, do and they then, have after us? And after us, they go to Boston College. Oh, so on the road. This is their last home game of the season. Miami's schedule is actually kind of brutal, I'll be honest with you. They're going, they're going to win this game. It's going to be senior day. They will win this game, and I'm with you, Kyle. Like, it's – we're gonna be we're gonna be walking into Kentucky, kind of with some, and it always happens this way, right? Since the game's been moved to the last game of the year, it doesn't matter if U of L is really good and we're swinging, you know, we're coming off a win, or if Kentucky's like, you know, we're floundering, Kentucky's like coming off a loss. Like it always works out to where both fan bases have something to pull at for that rivalry game. Say like, you know, like it's just the way it's gonna shape up. We're gonna come out. And look like we're gonna have some questions, you know, coming out of this Miami game. It's just gonna be a bad day. I think yeah. we're gonna lose, and I think it just that's the way it's gonna play out. What do you think, Ash? My thing is, so you guys can probably do the math. Uh, I said ten and two. Um, this game's only a week before we beat Kentucky, uh, so I, this is the other one. This is the number two. Uh, I think we're going to drop this game. And and part of the reason is that, you know, another game on the road, I feel like the, you know, we're going to play better at home than we do on the road this year. 
But the, the biggest reason I think we dropped this one is Miami, it seems like every year uh, they have a couple of games where regardless of how their season's going, it's just they they have those couple of games where all of a sudden all those athletes Everything click. Yeah. Yep. And they just yep. all of a sudden have the, a huge game. And I just have a bad feeling that this is going to be that game, especially after they lose to Florida State the week before. Yeah. Um, I, I just we're don't gonna be, see We're going to be ranked top 20. Yeah, and so we're going to be ranked, and mm-hmm. a lot of talk about us. Uh, we'll probably be in, you know, the top, you know, 10, 12, you know, that kind of range uh, coming into that game. So it's just going to be tough because uh, they're going to be up for it, and they're, they're athletes, when they click on all cylinders and when they get things rolling, it's tough to beat them uh, because they have a very talented roster. It's just that it's hard for them to put together a full season yeah. But every now and then they get those couple of games every single year where they start just obliterating people. And, and I think that this is going to be one of those games where we're going to probably lose this one by, I'm going to say, 14, 15 points. I think it could be even worse than that, to be honest. Yeah, I, do too. I hope not. But, like, you know. It, I think our offense will be good enough to keep it that close. Though. All right, Ty, uh, yeah. what do you think? I think um, I might be the only one here. I actually have us winning this one. And I'll explain oh why. <laughs> such, such a different, <laughs> whoa, such a I, So we talked about <laughs> Miami's schedule. Miami has a absolutely brutal schedule. Uh, yeah. Miami plays Texas A&M this year. They get uh, North Carolina, Clemson, NC State, Florida State the week before us, and then they got to play us. That's a that's a tough schedule. They got a lot of tough games. Could be Miami was up. not Miami was not that good last year. They were five and seven last year. They, they have a lot of yeah. they were a disappointment. And yeah. I know they had a great incoming class, but it's a lot of freshmen. It's a lot of young talent. Uh, I'll be honest. I think we win this one. I think coming off, you said they have a, a few extra days of rest. I have us losing to Virginia, so I think it's going to be able to give them enough time to kind of get ready and prepared. I think the bigger picture for Louisville at this point is going to be having a chance to finish strong with nine and three, maybe sneak in uh, for a nice bowl game. Um, and depending on, depending on how the ACC shakes out, because isn't this the first year that there's no divisions, right? Mm-hmm. There, you, you could be looking at an opportunity here to make the ACC title game. Despite having the, in my opinion, the, the, the bad loss to Virginia. So I think they win this one. I don't think Miami is going to be – I'm not buying Miami this year. I'm just not. Um, they weren't good last year. They have another tough schedule. I, I'm not buying it. Um, I right. actually think they win that one. That's All, that's, all right. I was so going to say, say just real quick, we, we have had games where we've gone down to Miami and we struggle too. Like yeah. we've, we've laid some eggs down there. And that another just – I just – I don't know. It just we can move on. Let's get to All the right. let's get to the one that everybody wants so, to talk about. So time. let's just recap real quick. I think my record right now is eight and three. Ty, your record is is I'm at eight and three. You're eight and three. Ash, you're what nine, nine and two. two. Ross, you're you're eight and three, right? Eight and three. All right. So three of us are eight and three. One of us is nine and two. Then we come into the game that everybody's wanting to know about uh, the the UK rivalry game. So here's how I see it playing out. I would love to say I think we're going to blow their doors off because that's a rivalry part of me. I do not think that happens, but I do think we are going to win this game. I think that we are – I think, you know, it's just the law of averages. You're eventually due for one. 
I think Jeb Brom is going to have, he's already said, they already asked him like about the UK game. And he said, yeah, it's a huge game. He didn't shy away from it at all. And every time we get a coach that downplays the rivalry or just kind of dances around it, they don't, we don't, we don't do well. We've seen it in basketball and football alike. And then the other coach is always like, yeah, well, we'll be ready for that one. We can't stand it. And they embrace that. I'm pretty sure that L's down bullshit Jeb Brom's not going to put up with that. He's going to tell them knock him on their ass. You, I, I can picture him saying, hey, you see the L's down the end zone? Bust his ass. At least that's yeah. what I'd be saying. I'd say, bust his ass. Get the 15-yard penalty. Let him yeah. know we're not doing that. So I don't know if that will literally happen, but I'm just saying that's the mindset. From a psyche standpoint, we're going to be up and ready. We're going to be pissed off. I do think UK has some nice weapons. They have a nice team. I'm not going to sit here and hate. Uh, the quarterback, if he stays healthy, transfer out of a out of NC State, Leary, he's a good yeah. quarterback. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on that, and he's got some weapons on that team. A I good think quarterback that can't stay healthy though. That's what I'm saying. If he can, that's why I said if he can stay healthy. So I think it'll be a shootout. A game that comes to mind is the Kyle Boland game where he came in, and I think we won like 44 to 40. I'm not saying it'll be exactly like that, but. I think we end up winning that game, but it's going to be a, it's going to be close. I think it's it's a rivalry, so both teams are going to be scuffling, and you know some things are going to happen that normally don't happen. I think that we win this game. Uh, all right, who wants who wants to go next? I'm trying to just read Ash's uh, billboard here. I, uh, Ash, you're going to have to explain further. LPT is back as a thing. Which means on, little, you for, for younger people, there was a – I think oh his name God. was Matt Hayes. I might Matt be wrong. Matt Hayes, he was a writer for the sports Sporting News, which, you know, back mid-2000s, Sporting News was still a really uh, a really, really credible, really big-time publication. I mean, it was – it's older than the, than Sports Illustrated. I mean, it's, it, it's this been explains, around forever, This but, explains everything why I don't understand this, right? This but Matt Hayes everything. was a writer for Sports Illustrated. <laughs> um, and at one point, I think it was – 0506, he called Kentucky in one of his articles Louisville's play toy. Um, so it, it became a thing on the message boards for a long time just to refer to him as LPT. I think Jeff Brom knows what this rivalry means to us. He's about to get our teams just rolling. This thing, this moniker is back. As of November 25th, it will no longer be 143 days until we beat Kentucky because it'll be the day we beat Kentucky. And we are just going to steamroll these guys. We're going to beat them a hundred to nothing. <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Right after I said, I'm not going to get caught up in my feelings and say we're going to kill them. <laughs> we're going to beat them a hundred to nothing. That's great. <laughs> go ahead, Kyle. Oh, who's next? Um, go ahead, Kyle. Do you want me to go or Kyle? I already went. Oh, okay. Oh, Ty, go ahead. So, so this ahead. is gonna be this is gonna be tough. This this is tough. Um, Ty, I guess it all it. I guess it all depends on on how good you think Kentucky's gonna really be. Um, Kentucky, man, they talk about a brutal schedule. How about Tennessee, Mississippi State, Alabama, and South Carolina, and back to back to back? That's that's how they end, and then with us. Um, being that it's it's our it's our home, final game of the season it's it's at home um 
Jeff Brom, his first his first taste of the rivalry. I think we win this. It's gonna be a it's gonna be one of those games, man. It's gonna piss us off as fans. There's gonna be so much barking back and forth. But the difference is this time we're gonna come out on top. Um, I I think we beat Kentucky, finish the year at nine and three. So, no way we're losing this game. Absolutely no way. You see this right here? <laughs> Jeff Brown. Jeff Brown. He gets it. All right. Like you, like y'all said, he's not shying away. He has not one time shy. He it, he made it a point of emphasis at his at his press conference to talk about it. Mm-hmm. This is our guy. He gets it. He's not going to take any more of this disrespect. He knows that Louisville is the better program football. We know this, all right? And while Kentucky has had a nice little run, all right, under Stoops, I will give him credit. And I'll even give Barnhart credit for being patient to let it play out and for them to let Stoops excel. Um, That's not a real hard level to do at UK football, okay? Um, that being said, I'm so, and, and you best believe, even though they weren't here, the Brahms are always here. Okay. They've always been listening and they hate every time anything they've seen, you know, people putting the L's down BS, you know, at, at, at midfield after the game, disrespect in our field. No, that's, that shit's over. All right. That run is over. This is U of L's time. We are coming back. We've got our guy. He gets it. He's gonna pound you all back into where you belong in football. And I believe it was a certain someone who who tweeted, you know, the rivalry would be more fun, but the end result will be all the same. No, the end result ain't been all the same. We've been kicking y'all's ass in the recent rivalry, all right? Y'all have had some little spurts, all right? Our success has been earned. We weren't grandfathered into a conference. We didn't have all these things that you had. We don't claim 1950 championships that you didn't earn. This is Louisville football. We earned everything that we got, all right? And we're coming. This season is is a it's a real wake-up call, okay? So UofL... We're winning that game against Kentucky. It will be it will be somewhat close, but it's going to be like two touchdowns, all right? And it's going to be a statement. We will beat your ass this year. So it, you're going to know that you played U of L and Jeff Brown after that week. I have we're a bet. Want to have this back as the first game of the year, like it should be here. Pretty I, would, soon. I, it's I wish. I wish the game was at the beginning of the year. I, I'll say mm-hmm. this. I have a bet with the work buddy about this game. He thinks that Kentucky, he's a Kentucky fan. He thinks that they're going to win by uh, two touchdowns or more. And I bet him that that's not going to happen. And it's, yeah. it's, it's not for a huge amount. It's like 50 bucks or so, but I'm going to be buying a lot of Kane's chicken. I'm going to be getting a lot of Kaniac combos. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm telling you. And I'll Ross, I'm, I'm, Ross, I'm bringing you with me when we win too. Hey, if you're buying it, shit, I'll eat it. I don't care. Hell yeah. You're going to buy yeah. my extra sauces, too, so I can cover that chicken, that bland chicken, and some sauce. If All you right. think you're coming into Ellenin Federal Credit Union Stadium and winning, yeah. Mark, I'm never going to say that, by the way. It's always just Cardinal <laughs> Stadium. I, I can't say that. Well, you, you're not going to say Ellenin Federal Credit Union Stadium. You're not going to say that. I guess we could just call it the vault. 
I don't think that's a long that's enough. True. I don't think that's, that's actually a long a enough name. I have to make it longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys. Ellen Ellen FCU has a real ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. beating that ass. So uh, to, to recap, we are we are all, that to recap, we all think we're going to beat UK, which we are. Uh, some of us think it'll be a little closer than others. Ash, I think, is the most reasonable with 100 to nothing. I think that's that's very feasible. So yeah. uh, we're all at 9-3 and three as well. So we all have different losses and wins along the way, but we all end the same way. We beat UK and we end 9-3. and three. That's kind of wild. Wouldn't have yeah. predicted that. I, mean, I figured somebody would have went out on a win. We're all right there. And, yep. I mean, this is, this is going to be a great – it's going to be a great jumping off point for Jeff Brom and this staff. It's going to be a very good, fun season. It's going to be a successful season. And there's going to be nothing to hang our heads about. Uh, it will have achieved what it was supposed to, to get no, uh, Louisville some name brand notoriety on the national level again, where we can be, where we know that we can, we've, we've seen us be time and time again. Um, that, the malaise of Shats Creek will be gone. It'll be wiped. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a great season and um, I can't wait. Um, it's, you know, we will have uh, some, some early, uh, we will have some early um, playoff buzz. Um, it's going to be a great season. And I think that that's going to help steam power up the recruiting late in the process. Um, I think Macro brought up a really good point in the chat. We're going to be in Miami and South Florida the week before the UK game. Um, that's going to give the coaches time to recruit a little bit, uh, you would hope. And um, beating UK's ass, uh, we're going to be able to use that um, and during the bowl season and recruit. It's, it, it's a, this is a jump off point, man. Like it's, it's going to be, there's, there's big things to come. All right. So I did want to remind people that have been watching. It looks like we've had a lot of viewers stick with us So feel free to like, and subscribe. If you haven't already turn on those notifications, we're on every Wednesday at nine, but I know we all get busy. So we get caught up. Appreciate you guys being here in the comments as well. I did want to end and I'll let you guys go. We need to wrap this up. We're getting towards the two hour mark. I did want to end with an insider in our Discord who who he has connections directly to the staff. He said to look out for Maurice Davis, 6'5", uh, edge rusher, down to us and Ole Miss, I believe, were the main two. Correct me if I'm wrong there. But Maurice Davis is a guy that uh, we need to look out for for a commitment to Louisville, at least a verbal commitment. So I would like to end it on that. Uh, on my end uh so so be on the lookout for that because because i definitely trust a guy who is putting that info out there uh do you guys have anything else before we log off no it's just you know 143 days till we beat kentucky that's all i got counting them down look out for a few commitments i think there's going to be a few commitments possibly in the next week or two xavier porter um, so look out for a few of those um I got nothing, boys. This is a hell of a show. I I, like I will say uh, I will say like I will reiterate what you said, Kyle. Um, hit the like, subscribe. Uh, you see us throw any shorts out? You like what we're doing here? Retweet those shorts. You know, like them. Keep 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 it. You know, keep it going because we really enjoy doing this. And uh, be on the lookout 
Um, maybe in the next couple of weeks, uh, I think we've got a player uh, lined up to come up uh, and be on the show. So um, we've been working on this one for a few weeks. So um, he's he's a – we'll just give a little hint. Um, he is one of the on-field captains, so to speak, uh, on the on the team. So um, just be on the lookout for that. Uh, before, before you go, Ash, I just want to say, Captain Hamden, I know you love Ross. So at the beginning, Ross had his shirt off, and I don't think you were in here yet. So you may want to, like, rewind so you can watch that, maybe take a still shot, screenshot it, put it as your phone background. Mm-hmm. Uh, just want to let you know, man. Uh, Ash, you got any final words? No, 143 days till we beat Kentucky. Beat that ass. <laughs> That's that is on Ash's mind. I don't blame you, man. What they're due. All right. So with that being said, guys, great episode. I appreciate you guys listening, watching, uh, like, subscribe. Uh, you guys take it easy. Uh, have a good one. Go cards. Go cards. Go, go cards. program, baby. Go cards.